Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder of the Join Jessica XO social platforms, weight loss influencer, recovered binge eater, motivational speaker, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. I am obsessed with helping women create that unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a pep talk that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop the mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way and grow into your infinite potential, then you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's get started. Hello, good morning, and welcome back to episode four of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I first just have to say, if you are listening to this episode when it's released and you have been supporting my podcast since it launched earlier this week, I am so incredibly grateful for you. The response and the receptiveness to me coming to this platform has just been incredible, and I don't know what I've done to deserve such amazing people like you supporting me on this journey of my own. So today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my breaking point. So if you've listened to the first few episodes of this podcast, you've heard about my struggles around losing 100 pounds twice. And I kind of left off the last episode, you know, I was in a place where I was maintaining 100 pounds down, but I was still really, really struggling with my relationship with food. And by this point, I've been on my journey for over, gosh, like five, six years, I had lost 100 pounds gained it back, worked really hard to lose it again in a little bit healthier of a fashion. But, you know, I was listening to personal development this morning and I heard this quote that, oh my God, it just hit me in my heart. And the guy that I was listening to said, don't make yourself sick in an attempt to get healthy. And I started my journey to lose weight with such great intentions. Like, of course, you know, actually I should take that statement back. I started my weight loss journey with the goal of getting skinny and with creating a physique that I would be happy with. But I was also conscious of the fact that as I was getting older, it was only going to get more difficult for me to lose the weight. And I was very, very well aware that if I didn't make a change in my life, I was going to find myself in a really, really bad place in, you know, 10 or 15 years. And sometimes I actually had a conversation last night with one of the ladies that I'm mentoring and I was saying to her, I love the show, My 600 Pound Life, and sometimes when I watch, I get so emotional because I can only imagine what my life would be like right now at 33 if at the age of 20, I didn't make the decision to try and change my habits because I was headed down a really dark path, and as I did make the decision to lose weight because I wanted to change my body, I was very well aware that I wasn't healthy. And I did have that in the forefront of my mind as well. So while the physical aspect of it was probably most important to me at that point in time, and that's completely changed at this point in my life, but my my goal was to get skinny and get healthy. But I found myself in a really bad place as far as that was concerned. I was making myself sick in an attempt to get healthy because I found myself, although yes, down 100 pounds and my body was physically lighter, 
the anxiety and the stress that I was dealing with around the obsession of this journey, the obsession of every single morsel of food that went in my mouth, the obsession of what my body looked like, the standing in front of the mirror and the critiquing what I saw. Those were things that I never did when I was overweight. I think that I had kind of just blocked out where I was in my life when I was 280 pounds and I didn't really look in the mirror and even think about it or I felt like if I could avoid it, then maybe it wasn't real. But as I lost the weight, there was no more avoiding it because I was confronting it. But instead of just confronting it, I ultimately became obsessed with it. And my entire life was focused around my weight loss journey and all of my relationships and the way that I showed up in friendships and the way that I acted in social situations and everything. It was just dependent on where I was in my weight loss journey and whether I was in a cycle of restricting my calories, then I never wanted to go out and I never wanted to be social and I couldn't go to happy hour and I couldn't go on a date and I was just being a recluse because I was obsessed with just eating healthy and starving myself and over-exercising. And on the flip side of that, if I was in a place where I was binging and living in a cycle of overeating, that was all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was order out or go on dates or drink all the time or whatever it was. I was living on two completely opposite ends of the spectrum and I was just going back and forth and back and forth. And it got to the point where I was able to maintain my weight loss because like I said, I was heavily restricting Monday through usually about Thursday morning. And then come the end of the workday on Thursday, I would be like, okay, the weekend is here. It's like about to start. And mind you, this is Thursday night. It's not even the weekend yet. But in my head, that was when it started. And it would just become a complete binge fest Thursday night, all day, Friday, all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday. And then I found myself waking up every single Monday morning, just feeling like, oh my God, I have to go through this all over again. And Monday would be me highly restricting my calories, taking water pills, and over-exercising just to compensate for what I had done to myself over the weekend as far as my binges were concerned. But to be honest with you, the physical side of it wasn't even the worst. Like, yes, the restricting was incredibly unhealthy, and yes, I didn't like doing it, and I didn't enjoy the over-exercising, but what hurt me the most was the emotional side of it, the disappointment, the shame, the loneliness that came with this lifestyle. So today I want to tell you just kind of a little bit about what my binging looked like and just kind of share with you, maybe you don't recognize that you're acting this way, or maybe you feel really alone in the fact that you are doing these things. And I just want to let you know that first and foremost, you're not alone. And I know that because I too felt incredibly lonely while I was going through the period of time in my life where I was showing up in this way. I felt like wow, what is wrong with me? Why am I the only person in the world that does that? But let me just say to you that you're not the only person in the world that does this and you are not alone and you are absolutely 100% capable of changing the way that you show up in your life around food. And I know that with 100% certainty because I for so long felt like I was going to be stuck in this cycle forever and I didn't have to be and neither do you. So what a binge looked like for me typically would be a night that I was alone by myself and I had a pretty specific binge meal. If I knew, like I would plan my binges a lot of times and I would know like, 
okay, I'm eating really badly. I'm just going to go all out tonight. And a lot of times I would go into it with it being like the last supper mentality because in my head tomorrow I'm going to get back on track and tomorrow I'm going to do better and tomorrow I'm going to be better and tomorrow I'm never going to eat these foods again. So typically, um, at the height of my binge eating, I was living with my now husband and he worked night shift and, After work, I would go to the grocery store and I would buy a large frozen pizza, two pints of Ben and Jerry's, a bag of chips, and a family-sized bag of candy. And then at the checkout line, I would grab a king-size Kit Kat. And I would get out to my car and I would eat the Kit Kat on my drive home. And I would go home and I would cook the pizza. And while the pizza was cooking, I would eat the chips and the candy. And then I would eat the entire pizza. And then I would eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's. And then I'd usually eat some more chips, let it digest a little bit. And then I would eat the next pint of Ben and Jerry's. And then I would proceed to take all of the trash out to the dumpster so my husband would have no idea. And at that point in time, we had been dating for probably about a year and um, we had just recently gotten engaged and I kept all of this to myself because I think that there's so much shame and disappointment and embarrassment that comes with acting this way. And it's not something that it's you're not comfortable talking about these things with other people, especially people who don't get it, or especially people that you can look at and see they have a very normal relationship with food. Like my husband, for instance, he has an incredibly quote unquote normal relationship with food. He eats when he's hungry. He has the ability to stop when he's full. He only eats what he's really in the mood for. He doesn't like, if I say let's order pizza and he doesn't want pizza, he'll be like, no, I'm not really feeling that. Whereas if somebody said to me, like, let's order pizza, whether I want pizza at that moment or not, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's get pizza. And then I'm going to eat five or six slices of it. So To be in a relationship with somebody where you see that and you know that you're the complete opposite of that, it's difficult to talk about. And it's not something that you feel like your friends really will understand, especially if they live in normal sized bodies and you know that you've struggled with your weight in this relationship with food for most of your life. So it can feel super lonely and I get that and I know how much pain comes with that, but there are people who can relate to you, myself, definitely. If you ever need a friend, I'm absolutely here to talk to you and I want to support you and let you know that you're not alone, which is the reason that I share this because when I first opened up and did start talking about this, I was incredibly vulnerable and I was incredibly embarrassed and full of shame and I felt like there was something wrong with me, but there's not anything wrong with you. The fact of the matter is, is you've just created some really bad habits and it's a bad habit that you can break and you can change and you can get over this and you can create a healthier relationship with food, but it is going to require your work and your effort, but it's absolutely possible for you. So I was living in this binge restrict, binge restrict for probably about a year and a half before I really reached a place where I was like, okay, enough is enough. I am sick of this. I don't want to live this way another day. Because when I say to you, I was living this way for a year and a half, I'm telling you that I was having multiple binges per week, like between four and six binges per week. I would starve myself for a day or two. I would eat low calorie for a day or two, and then I would just completely go off the rails and eat like the world was going to end for four days out of the week. And it was just a cycle that was emotionally and mentally draining me. And the disappointment that I was feeling in myself, I just got to the point where enough was enough. So I did have a day that in my mind was 
a serious breaking point for me. And I'll tell you a little bit about that day. And if you've been following me on Instagram for any period of time, I'm sure that you have seen this video because I did share it the day that it happened. And I've continued to share it because not only is it so powerful for others to see it, but it means so much to me to be able to reflect on where I have come from and know that I never want to go back to being that person again. And I think that one of the most important parts of change is keeping that desire in the forefront of your mind. Like you see who you want to be and you know what you don't want for your life. And you have to keep that in the forefront of your mind. So I'm constantly reminding myself of who I don't want to be too. Like, yeah, I have goals in my life for where I want to be and where I want to grow to. But I also love to keep in mind the person that I used to be and how I just never want to go back to feeling that way ever again. So that day for me, if you've seen the video, I recorded a video of me sitting outside of my apartment crying. And um, I said in the video, you know, I had just gotten done working out and I had been binging all day. I started my morning. I woke up my husband. It was a Saturday and my husband went to work that day and I woke up in the morning and I pretty much immediately knew that it was going to be a day full of binging because number one, it was a weekend and number two, I was alone and being alone for me was the perfect time to binge. And I remember how much I would look forward to being alone and I'm going to try so hard not to cry this episode, but it makes me really sad to look back on my life and think about how much food controlled me and to be looking forward to being alone. So you have the opportunity to shove your face full of food, like just to say that out loud. It's just, it's really sad. And that was my reality. I would look forward to the times where I would get to be by myself because I knew that it would mean I could eat whatever I wanted. And I knew it meant there wouldn't be judgment around what I was eating. And I knew that I would have an opportunity to fill that emptiness or that void that I felt like I was looking for. So I woke up that Saturday morning and I went straight to the cabinet and my husband is a huge fan of Oreos and there was like a row of Oreos left in the cabinet and I ate all of those Oreos. And one of the really bad habits that I had was I would eat my husband's food and then I would go to the grocery store to replace it because I didn't want him to know that I was eating number one the amounts of food that I was eating. And I didn't want him knowing like I was finishing packages of food that in his mind I was never eating because when he was around, I would be, you know, trying to restrict or trying to watch what I was eating. And so I would eat what he had in the cabinet and I would go to the grocery store and I would replace it. So I walked across the street to the grocery store and I bought the package of Oreos. And while I was there, of course, I bought pizza and chips and ice cream and all of the things that I love to binge on. And when I got home, I proceeded to eat the two rows of Oreos that were missing from his original package because that was what I would do. I would buy the food and eat what was already gone so that he would come home and have no idea that the food was missing. And I binged all day that day. I ate so much food and I remember sitting on the couch and my stomach was so uncomfortably full and I was just like, wow, like I really shouldn't have done that. So in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to go work out. I'll do cardio for like an hour. I'll work out. I'll feel better. And then I just won't eat for the rest of the night and I won't eat all day tomorrow. And it makes me so sad that this was how I lived. I would plan to not eat because I felt so terrible in the moment about what I had done. 
So I decided to try and go over to the gym and work out for a little bit. And I did that. I was down there and I started to feel myself breaking down and I was so physically sick. I thought that I was going to throw up and I started crying. So I left the gym and the gym is just like right across the street from my house. So as I'm walking back home, I was just thinking to myself, my goodness, like I feel so sick right now. Like I'm an emotional wreck. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I'm so disappointed and full of shame. And how do I cope with that? I eat. And I knew that it didn't matter how bad I felt in that moment, how physically sick I felt in that moment, that if I allowed myself to to come back into this house, I was going to just keep eating. And I sat down on the curb outside of my house and I sat there for ultimately about 45 minutes, but, um, I had been sitting there for about 15 minutes and I decided to, I don't know why record myself. And I started talking about what I was feeling and what I was going through. And, um, it was important for me to open up and be honest about where I was because through social media, it's really easy to think that the people that you're watching have it all together and having the platform that I did at the time, I felt like these people need to know that I don't have my shit together all the time. These people need to understand that they're not alone. If they're possibly struggling with this, they need to know that while yes, I want to share motivation and I want to share smiles and I want to be someone who uplifts others. I'm struggling too. And it's okay. So I recorded and I shared the video and it was incredibly difficult for me, but it was also really eye-opening because I realized that I wasn't alone in my struggle either. And there were so many women who were going through this and so many women who were struggling with this. And I was just like, wow, like I'm not alone and they're not alone. And I just knew that I didn't want to live my life like this anymore. And I didn't want to continue to beat myself up and I didn't want to continue to live in a place of all or nothing. And I didn't want to continue to hurt my body or treat my body like this. And while that was one of the lowest days on this journey for me, it was one of the most eye-opening because I felt like something here has to change. And at that moment, I kind of made a decision like something is going to change and it didn't change immediately. And it didn't change overnight. And that was not the last time that I binged. I continued to binge after that. And um, I just knew, I I still knew, like, I, I want to overcome this. And like I said earlier, I think that the true beginning to your change is having that deep desire of wanting to change and really wanting to become a different person and really wanting to heal yourself and really wanting to grow from where you are and keeping that desire in the forefront of your mind is so important. So while I continued to struggle for another year while I healed myself, ultimately I did. And I've now been over, I don't even know how long I've been binge free. It's probably been over two and a half years now. And it feels really, really good to be in a place where I finally have the peace that I've been searching for. And I finally have the balance that I desired for so many years of my life. And I just want you to truly understand. I'm sure that listening to this, you can hear the pain and the sadness in my voice as I recall moments like that. And I could sit here and tell you stories for days about binges that I've had and about days that I went to the drive through and sat alone in my car and ate, you know, two large drive through meals 
before coming home for dinner and keeping secrets and hiding and just the shame and sadness and disappointment that surrounds that. I know what it feels like. And if it's something that you're struggling with, I just really want you to take from this that you can change. And all I needed for me to truly change was to know that it was possible. And I knew it was possible because I read the book Brain Over Binge and I saw that it was possible for somebody else to make these changes in her life. And I said, you know what? If she can do it, so can I. And I hope that I can be that voice that can resonate with you where you can look at yourself in the mirror today and say to yourself, if she can do it, so can I. Because you can and because you do not deserve to live another day of your life feeling like you're controlled by food or feeling like you don't have the freedom to eat what you want or you have all of these rules around food that are making you show up in a way that is so incredibly unhealthy where you're binging and restricting or you're using food to fill a void in your life or whatever it is, however you're using food to cope, it's not going to fix the problem for you. When you're done eating, the problem is still going to be there and you're still going to have to face reality and you're still going to have to figure it out. And using food to help you try and get through that is doing nothing but hurting you. Because I know the pain that's associated with feeling like, man, why did I just eat that? Why did I do that? I wasn't even hungry. I didn't even want that. It didn't even taste good. How much of the time are you eating and you don't even taste what you're eating? I know what that feels like. And I know that it's possible for you to change too. So I hope that you believe that. And if it's something that you're struggling with and you really want help or guidance getting through it, that's why I created my mentor program because I just want to be able to help women get out of that place. I know how lonely it feels and I know what it feels like to feel like you have nobody to talk to about it. And that's what I consider myself to be for the women I work with first and foremost is a friend and somebody that they know they can reach out to and say, hey, I'm really struggling right now. And we can get on the phone or we can FaceTime and I can talk them through what they're feeling or what they're going through and remind them of their ability to change and remind them that the food isn't going to fix what they're going through. And I can help teach them healthier coping mechanisms because at the end of the day, you cannot rely on food for the rest of your life to help you to be a crutch to get you through the emotional problems. It doesn't change anything. It does not change anything. And the longer that you use it, the more you're reinforcing that habit. So I hope that you can understand how important it is that you work on this because you don't want to live the rest of your life this way. I know you don't because I didn't want to. And I also know that you don't deserve to. And I know you don't need to. So I hope that this will inspire you to make the changes that you're looking for around your relationship with food. And I hope this also brings you some comfort in knowing that not only are you not alone, but you're capable of overcoming this and you deserve to. I love you guys so, so much. I can't thank you enough for your love and support again. And I'm so, so serious when I say you're capable of becoming whoever you want to be. Remember that and keep the person that you want to be in the forefront of your mind and remind yourself why it's important to you, why you want to let go of this relationship with food, why you want to heal yourself and why you deserve it. I hope you have an incredible day and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the inspiration coming your way. 
If you aren't already following me on social media, head over to joinjessicaxo on Instagram for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. I love you so, so much and cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, live today with a grateful heart and remember you're not only worthy, but incredibly capable of creating the life you desire.